The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, The dominion of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again at about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around and he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now, when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the, daily, the usual daily wage. And when they, when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner saying, the last worked only one hour. You have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do with what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So we are here broadcasting live from Grace Place Episcopal Church. And this happens to be the same place, the first place that I ever had the opportunity to preside over communion at an Episcopal service. Now Lutherans and Episcopalians share a lot in common, but when distributing communion, the words of administration that I have always been used to hearing or saying in Lutheran churches when giving the bread is the body of Christ given or broken for you. So I was surprised when it came to my attention that first Sunday here at Grace Place, when I presided that they hear something different during the communion at an Episcopal church. Instead of saying the body of Christ given for you, the way Episcopalians distribute bread is by saying, the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. It took me some getting used to saying that the first time around. But after a few times, it started to feel natural. And as I was preparing for this sermon today, those words came back to mind. And I began to think about those words, the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. I thought about those words, especially in light of today's story from Exodus, the miraculous story of manna that rained down from heaven for the Israelites to eat while they were wandering in the wilderness. It was as if that connection finally came full circle for me. 
the manna that fed the Israelites in the wilderness. And now we have this wilderness that we find ourselves in, and we too are fed with a manna of sorts, the bread of heaven, the body of Christ in our feast of communion. This direct connection to the embodied Christ in the Feast of Communion. It's also a connection with our Jewish ancestors. Jesus even confirms this in John chapter 6, when he tells his disciples, our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven, and gives life to the world. I draw this connection here today, not to imply somehow that Christ's body given for us in communion is now the true bread of heaven that has superseded the manna that fed the Israelites. But I do draw this connection to say that just as our providential God provided and fed the Israelites in the, Isra in the wilderness, God now provides for us and feeds us in our own wilderness, but with the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. And I don't know about you, but I could use some of that bread right about now. After all, we've been wandering in the wilderness for a while now. This pandemic struck and it halted everything back in March during Lent, right in the middle of our Lenten wilderness. And even though we celebrated Easter, it almost feels like we never left that Lenten wilderness. Not to mention here at HG Loop, since that time, we have not feasted together on this bread from heaven in the Feast of Holy Communion. But tonight, tonight we have the opportunity finally to break the fast and to share in the Feast of Holy Communion once again. And I'm excited. We here, Bo and Taylor and myself, we've got some fresh baked communion bread to celebrate with. And I can't wait to be filled once again with that bread from heaven. Because there's something about that bread, that bread that we break together. In it, we experience Christ. And not just a symbolic Christ, but Christ's true presence coming into us. Also, at this table, we've all been prepared a place to eat. And finally, when we reach out our hands, our empty hands, to receive that bread, we are always given enough. You see, at this table, the rules of time and even space are broken. Heaven meets earth in this bread, and we are no longer bound by the limitations of this world. Scarcity? Nope. Every, everyone has something. There's more than enough. Inequity? Nope. Everyone gets what they need at this table. Exclusion? Nope. Who are we to put restrictions on God's table where we are the guests? In a way, this meal, this table, is a place where we get to practice for the way that the world could and even should be. A place where all have enough, where we are all treated with equity and where no one is refused. Also, we practice consent at this table. There is no pressure or obligation 
to put on anyone to participate in this meal. That's the world that I want to live in, a world that reflects what we do at this table. In this feast that we are going to share tonight, it is just a foretaste of the feast to come. Because filled with this broken body of Christ, the bread of heaven, we then become that broken body for the world, encouraging one another to practice sufficient, sustainable consumption, resisting inequity where it raises its head in our world, and also making sure that no one is left out or left behind from this opportunity to participate in this feast. We are practicing what it's like to live in that world when we eat together. And when we are filled with this bread at this table, this bread from heaven, we are liberated to then go and create that world outside of this place. As we have been following this Exodus story throughout these weeks, we have been learning that this is a story of liberation. So ultimately, liberation is where we, like the Israelites, hope to someday arrive. You might say, well, didn't the Israelites experience liberation last week when they made it safely through the Red Sea and they were freed from Egypt finally? Well, kind of, but God's work is not complete yet in this story. The Israelites are still in the wilderness, somewhere between their departure and their ultimate destination. And being in this in-between place, it's tough. We read about that in today's Exodus story. And we, like the Israelites, might also feel like we're in an in-between place. And in this liminal space, we might start to doubt if we'll ever reach our promised land. In that moment of doubt, we might even start to complain like the Israelites complained. Maybe thinking that we've made the wrong decision to follow God towards liberation. But even though we reside right now in this in-between time, this already but not yet space between our departure and our destination, the decision to follow God towards liberation is always the right decision even when we might begin to lose faith in that, God provides us with bread for the journey so we can carry on. The Israelites, they received that bread for their journey as man from heaven. And we receive that bread for our journey as the bread of heaven, the body of Christ at this table. This God-given bread for the journey is needed now more than ever because we need to be filled with something different than what the world is filling us with. I know that for me personally, when I turn on the news or when I open my social media feed, I am filled with fatigue as we close in toward the eighth month of this pandemic. I'm filled with existential fear with hurricanes and wildfires raging and I fear for our climate future. I'm filled with frustration at the partisan divides that cause us to divide from one another in this toxic way, separating away from one another. I'm filled with anger at the continued racism and police brutality that exists in our world. And now, as of yesterday, I'm filled with grief over the death of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Filled with all of these things, 
you might think there can't be possibly any more room for anything else to be filled with, but yet there is still a hunger for liberation. And in order for us to carry on towards our liberated promised land, we'll need some bread for our, our wilderness journey, some true bread from heaven that comes from God and gives life to the world. So tonight, tonight in this liminal space where we are between our departure and our destination, let's feast on this bread from heaven until we are filled with the presence of God, the presence of the living God who is leading us toward liberation. Amen.